I am Grandpa, and I love you. I'm Grandma, and I love you too. Welcome to our podcast, Grandpa and Grandma Bedtime Stories. We share some stories that will make you laugh. We share stories that might make you cry. And we share stories that will give you courage to choose the right. And these bedtime stories will help you to dream sweet dreams. So get on your pajamas and say your prayers. Turn out the light and hear our story tonight. Good evening. This is a story about how I, Grandpa Edward Jeffrey Hill, learned some more great lessons when I was on the Washington High School track team during my senior year in 1971. Tonight, I want you to see how important it is to be a person of integrity, to do what you say you are going to do, and to be honest. I want you to remember that when you know what is right, then do it. Just don't do things that are not right. You may remember from my last story that I met both of my triple jump goals in 1970 by jumping more than 40 feet in the first track meet of the season in March and by participating in the state track meet in May. However, because I couldn't teach those butterflies in my stomach to fly in formation, I did terrible in that meet, finishing 11th out of 12 competitors. I was very sad, but after a little while, I learned that by doing good things for others and by focusing on the good, I could move forward to better things. I will share in this bedtime story what happened next. After celebrating with my family and my girlfriend, Debbie, we went back to the hotel. That night, I thought and thought. I thought I should set a new goal for the next year. Then and there, I decided to set just one goal, win the state track meet in 1971. On the drive back, I held hands with Debbie again and thought and thought about my goal. But I didn't tell anybody in the car about it. Back in Tacoma, I told Colch Harrington my goal. Colch, I just have one goal for next year. I want to win the state track meet in the triple jump. What do you think? He responded, Jeff, um, I'm not sure that's the best goal. Maybe a better goal would be to jump 46 feet in the triple jump. I think that's something you could do with a lot of work. But you can't control what others do. And you know there are some extraordinary athletes who will be getting better and better in the triple jump this year. You saw them at the state track meet. Let's set 46 feet as your triple jump goal for the next year. I turned toward my coach and looked him in the eye. I know that it will be difficult, but I want to set a goal to win the state track meet. It will be hard, but I can do hard things, and I can work harder than anybody. Will you help me? Coach Harrington just looked at me and then said with his little smile, Okay, let's work together and do our best for you to try to reach your goal. I knew he didn't think I could do it, but I was still so excited. I worked extremely hard the whole year. All summer, every day except Sunday, I would be hopping and jumping for at least two hours. I would hop up and down all sizes of boxes. I would see how far I could go with five hops and a jump. Sometimes I would do laps on the track, hopping all the way. People would stop and stare and say, 
why is this guy hopping around the track? I think people thought I was half human and half bunny rabbit. Coach Harrington was so good. All summer, about once a week, he would make a special trip to coach me in the triple jump. He got books about training for the triple jump and gave me exercises that the Olympic athletes used. My legs got so big and strong. In fall 1970, my senior year, I turned out for cross country. Cross country is a team sport where the whole team runs outside together for three or four miles during the meets, but then runs lots of miles on the other days in practice. Coach Harrington told me to only run in the cross-country meets. On the other days, while the rest of the team was doing practice runs, I was hopping and stepping and jumping, and Coach Harrington was helping me almost every day. I didn't do well on the cross-country team that year. Can you guess why? (laughs) Yep, it was because I didn't practice running cross-country. Instead, I was hopping and stepping and jumping. If they had the hop, step, and jump 5K, I would have done really well. In winter of 1971, I didn't turn out for basketball so that I could hop and step and jump for hours every single day. Our high school got a newfangled universal gym machine, and I worked out on the weights every other day. I got unbelievably strong. By February, I could press more than 500 pounds with my legs. The week before the track season started, Coach Harrington said, Jeff, I have never seen anyone more determined than you. You have worked harder than anyone I have ever seen. I wish my son would be just like you. I know you'll be able to jump 46 feet this year in the triple jump. And win the state track meet, I added. And he just smiled his little smile. Again, I knew he didn't think I could win the state track meet. But that was okay. What he said still made me feel really good inside. I knew he knew I was doing my best, and I would show him. Coach Harrington got very serious now. Jeff, the season is starting next week, so you need to be very careful. I don't want you to get hurt, so no skiing, no playing pickup games of basketball or football or anything where you might get hurt. You've worked too hard to get injured. I told him I would be careful and do what he said. The night before our first meet, Dana LaDuc, our all-state 280-pound shot putter, who ended up being fifth in the Olympic trials in 1972, said to a few of us, let's play a little basketball. It would be so fun. But I remembered what my coach said. I should have remembered better. Instead, I thought, um... It won't hurt to play 15 minutes of basketball. So I heard myself saying to Dana, That sounds fun. Let's play for a few minutes. Was that the right decision? No, no, no. I had told the coach I would not be playing any pickup games of basketball. And when you say you are going to do something, you should do it. If you are a person of integrity, you do what you say you are going to do. Do you know what integrity means? It means you are honest. You do what you say. You are true to yourself and to others. Well, in that moment, I did not act with integrity. I wasn't a bad person, but my decision was not a decision of integrity. Guess what happened? I bet you can guess what happened just three minutes later. 
we were playing three-on-three half-court in the Washington High School gym. Dana went up for a rebound, and when he came down, all of his 280 pounds landed on my right ankle. Oh, no! My ankle hurt so bad. It was hard to even walk, and I couldn't run at all. Oh, no! I thought my ankle was broken. Immediately, I wished I had acted with integrity. It was so hard when I limped to the track office with tears of pain and remorse in my eyes to tell my coach what had happened. Coach Harrington was so disappointed. He looked at me with a very sad face and said, Jeff, why didn't you do what I asked and what you said you would do? You worked so hard all year, and now it may be a waste. Then he looked carefully at my ankle and said, It doesn't look broken. Probably just a sprain. Let's see what we can do by tomorrow for the first track meet. And please, please this time do exactly what I say. Do you think I did exactly what he said? Of course I did. I was going to be a person of integrity from now on. At home, I followed Coach Harrington's instructions exactly. I elevated my ankle, put a bag of ice around it. After half an hour, I would heat my ankle with a heating pad, and then I would do that over and over again. When I went to bed, I prayed so hard for a miracle that my ankle would heal so I could jump in our first meet the next day. Surprisingly, I had a good night's sleep. When I woke up, I could walk fine. And I could run pretty well, but it still hurt like the Dickens. I didn't get the exact miracle I wanted, but I think it was a little miracle that I could walk without pain and run with pain. I didn't care if it hurt as long as I could jump. When it was time for the meet, our trainer taped my ankle to give it added support. Coach Harrington said I could only jump a couple of times in the meet. He wanted me to save my ankle so it could heal and wanted me to jump just enough to score points for the team. The time came for my first jump. I felt very excited. I felt like all the butterflies in my stomach were flying in formation. I ran down the runway very fast, even though it hurt. And since my hop and step were on my left foot, and it wasn't hurt, I went more than 32 feet on my hop and step. That's at least three feet further than I had ever gone on my first two jumps before. With a hop and a stamp of 32 feet, I ought to be able to jump 46 to 48 feet. Wow! But then something funny happened. Since the takeoff board in high school is only 30 feet from the landing pit, I landed in the sand in the pit on my second jump on the step. Everyone looked at me weird and wondered what had just happened. It was strange, but I knew what had happened. Because I had worked so hard and was so strong, I had landed in the sand on my step. And because of that, I couldn't complete my jump. Those who watched me couldn't believe I could go 32 feet in just a hop and a step. The referees were puzzled and conferred. What should they do? There was no rule about this. I shouldn't be penalized because I jumped so far that I landed in the sand pit on my just hop and step. Well, this is what they did. 
they let me take the jump over again. Before I jumped, they put down some white tape on the runway for me 35 feet from the pit, and that would be my takeoff board. It made me feel good that I had my own very special takeoff board because I could hop and step so much further than anyone else. I tried not to get prideful, but as you can tell, I did not succeed. But I was humbled again just one minute later. I went back to repeat my first jump. Again, I ran down the runway so fast and took off with a giant hop, a giant step. But then I had to take off of my right foot, which was attached to my sprained right ankle. Because my ankle was sprained, incredible pain radiated from that ankle to everywhere in my body. My leg nearly buckled. I nearly passed out, and I could only go about eight feet on my last jump. I was not prideful anymore. Still, I made it well into the pit, and my jump was more than 40 feet. After seeing this jump, coach told me I was done for the day. No more jumps. Still, I placed third in the meet and scored points for my team. I thought Coach Harrington had a little tear in his eye when he said to me, Jeff, do you realize that if you hadn't hurt your ankle, you would have gone at least 46 feet today and maybe 48 feet? I think you might even be able to go 50 feet someday. I started to cry. Coach, I wish I would have done what you asked and what I said I would do. If only I had made the choice to be a person of integrity. He put his arm around my shoulders and said, Jeff, we all make mistakes, and I hope you learn from this mistake. I promised him I would be careful the rest of the season, and truly this taught me to be a better person of integrity, and I still remember it more than 50 years later. During the season, my ankle healed a little bit at a time but got stronger and stronger. But to tell you the truth, my ankle was never the same. Even more than 50 years later, I have to be careful not to turn that ankle. Still, it got stronger and stronger, and I won most of my meets. Several times my friends wanted to play basketball or football. Though it would have been fun to do so, I would always just say, no, I'm saving myself for the state track meet. I was being a person of integrity by doing what I said I would do. By May, when the South Puget Sound League Conference track meet was held, my ankle was almost totally healed. I felt a little nervous, but I trained those butterflies in my stomach to fly in formation, and I literally demolished the competition. On my last try, I jumped 47 feet 6 inches, the longest high school triple jump in the history of the state of Washington. However, there was a little wind at my back, maybe 10 miles an hour, so they didn't count it for the record. But I didn't care. I had won the conference track meet by more than 2 feet, and I thought I was on my way to reach my goal of winning the state track meet. However, this time, I kept my thoughts to myself and I tried my best not to be prideful. Still, I had great confidence, and after the conference track meet, I was ranked number one in the triple jump in the state of Washington. What happened next? You will have to listen to our next bedtime story to find out. And listen to this, please. 
But I do want you to remember that it is so important to be a person of integrity. It's more important than anything. It's important to do what you say you are going to do and to be honest. I want you to remember that when you know what is right, then just do it, please. Don't do what is not right. Please, choose the right. So sweet dreams and chocolate creams. Sleep tight. Don't let the bed bugs bite. And I love you. We hope you enjoyed tonight's bedtime story. We hope you felt our love for you. And we hope you will have sweet dreams tonight. We love you so much.